episode is on the first and second amendments being attacked um we have a problem going on we have a crisis in this country going forward uh the left obsession which i talked about a couple weeks ago another episode on various topics um with their obsession with tearing down what our country um was founded on starts more importantly with these two amendments if you've seen lately, the assaults have taken on various forms. Now I'm going to read to you the First Amendment from the Constitution. And then I'm going to provide examples um, of importance and examples of what exactly is under attack. Um, and these are sources that are left-leaning, so you can't sit there and say it's a right-wing conspiracy theory. Because it's not. Uh, so, Amendment 1, Congress shall make no law respecting establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The importance of the First Amendment uh, is that we have the freedom to stand up and and say what we believe in and call out what we don't and call out what is wrong and what is right now if you follow anything recently what the the democrat party and the leftist mob are trying to do the last couple of years is censor people who don't agree with them now you might ask well why would they do that well, because they're Marxist and fascist, and it's not a conspiracy theory. Communist countries like China, North Korea, and Russia, and Cuba, what do they all have in common? They silence dissenters, they silence anybody in their opposition, and they take out their opposition. Now, in this country, in America, we have freedom of speech. I have the freedom right now to voice on this podcast what I believe. And what I say is is an opinion or fact based on whatever research I've done. The very uh, fact that I have a podcast starting is something that what was the um, basis for the First Amendment. Um, our founders gave us this right not to be abridged or prohibited by the government. The government is supposed to be small and serve just a minute set of purposes. So, beyond the importance of the First Amendment, why we still have it, it's under attack. I'm just not sure if you guys know this or not, but especially within the last couple of years, social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, they began censoring people and blocking people and banning information they deemed misinformation or disinformation. Now, there's a problem with that. It's one thing to sit there and... Uh, call out 
Kanye West. Use him as an example. What he said recently in his anti-Semitic comments um, publicly are wrong. They're immoral. They're stupid. But notice how most of us on the right aren't calling for him to be banned or shut down. There's a difference. You don't have to listen to him. What he said was moronic. But it, the First Amendment allows you that right to say something that moronic or stupid. The left always likes to complain and say that hate speech, you can't say hate speech. Well, there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. And it seems like an awful lot recently, it's the speech that the left hates they want banned. So Kanye is this horrible person, needs to be shut down, he's anti-Semitic, he's racist, blah, blah, blah. Every word you can insert as a Democrat. The problem is, that gives him a right to say it. Now, there are consequences. He's taken a beating publicly um, for the things and stance that he believes in. But the left has misconstrued the First Amendment. You know, they, ha they have said that you can't say fire in a crowded theater. Where does that in the Constitution? Where, where is it? It doesn't say in the Constitution you can't say fire in, in a movie theater. It doesn't. You can say it. Now, you might be sued by somebody who gets hurt and a stampede out of, the, out of the theater. You can be held liable that way. But there's nobody and nothing in the Constitution that can sit there and tell you you can't say it. Same thing with bombing an airplane. Uh, probably don't want to go shouting it um, for likely starting the most chaotic flight ever. But there's, again, nothing in the Constitution that prevents you from yelling bomb on an airplane. Now all kinds of consequences morally and publicly from the public court of opinions. Um, but again, the First Amendment is very important. You have a say, and, and this country allows you, by this amendment, to speak your mind. And the left hates that. If you think about Twitter with the, the laptop situation, they didn't like that Hunter and possibly Joe Biden could be implicated by this hit piece. So what did they do? Well, the former CEO of Twitter and was consulted by the FBI, and they worked together and conspired uh, a cabal of stopping this source from coming out. And now that we know, almost two years later, that not only was the laptop story real by some of the outlets that are even left-leaning. But uh, the story was covered up, and Twitter has gone on more on that with Elon Musk purchasing it and opening up the platform. There's Twitter files that I'm sure you guys have been seeing floating around about the laptop situation. And the laptop is one thing. It's the fact that they've covered up a story that could have impacted the 2020 election. So it's a big part of what Musk is doing is protecting the right for both sides of the arguments to say and speak their mind. You shouldn't stop somebody from speaking their mind simply because they have a difference in opinion. That is exactly what this amendment, amendment protects. Now, uh, there's been all kinds of pushback from uh, Joe Biden's campaign, from their administration, and some dumb things regarding Twitter's fight on this. Now, if you don't believe me, 
I have a clip of Kareem Jean-Pierre. certainly uh, keeping an eye on and uh, look um, we you know we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing uh, that they they take action that they continue uh, to take action again we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring, and uh, we see, you know, we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting, and just for for ourselves, what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms uh, from being used by any user uh, to incite violence, especially violence uh, directed at individual communities, as we have been seeing, and the president has been very clear on. Calling uh, that out, he'll continue to do that, uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Okay. Mm. So apparently, KJP has a problem with the First Amendment being utilized on Twitter. She literally just says we are monitoring the situation with Twitter. Did you catch that? What exactly are they monitoring? The fact that Musk is allowing free speech on Twitter. Hmm. Kind of odd. Also not the first thing and first time that they've said this. So I want to get to another example of a time in which the sec first amendment is under attack. Now there's two cases. One has happened a couple years ago. Um, and they're both in the same state beyond, uh, reason here. Colorado apparently has a problem with the first amendment. Uh, most most importantly, a problem with religious freedom. Not so much that you can't say or do what you need to, um, but they have a problem with freedom of religion. Uh, and this first example is a Colorado baker fighting over his refusal. So the ruling he had, he got a partial victory a few years ago. So this was uh, Jack Phillips. He is the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm sure you've heard about this story. Uh, on June, June 4th, 2018, um, he is fighting that ruling because it was a partial ruling. In fact, that he won um, part of the ruling, and I don't know what he's exactly um, fighting against now. But here's, here's from CPR. The Lakewood Baker won a partial Supreme Court victory after refusing on religious grounds to make a gay couple's wedding cake uh, a decade ago and is challenging the separate ruling he violated the state's anti-discrimination law by refusing to make a celebrate celebrating cake for a gender transition. Okay, so he won on the fact that he can't he doesn't have to be made to make a cake for just anybody. But he is basically, they sidestepped it in a way, the Supreme Court did, um, 
because they they should have ruled that he a has the right to turn away things that he doesn't believe morally. It's not discrimination. Um, it's a freedom of patronizing uh, patroning businesses and choosing a business that you see fit to um, go with, depending on what you like. So his lawyer. Uh, on Wednesday, and this was back in October, I believe, um, urges the Court of Appeals large on procedural grounds to overturn the previous year's uh, ruling on a lawsuit. Uh, now, the woman uh, called the cake shop in 2017 requesting a birthday cake that had blue frosting on the outside and was pink on the inside to celebrate her gender transition. At trial, Phillips, a Christian, testified he did not think someone could change genders, and he said he would not celebrate someone who thinks they can. Now, an attorney representing Phillips from the conservative Christian legal advocacy group Alliance Defending Freedom says the ruling was wrong. He said requiring Phillips to create a cake with a message contrary to his religious beliefs amounts to him forcing him to say something he does not believe, violating his right to free speech. Now, the judge noted Philip's wife initially told the woman that the bakery could make the cake before a woman volunteered the design was meant to celebrate her gender transition. Uh, one of the woman's lawyers, John McHugh, said she did not ask the shop to endorse her idea, just sell her a cake that they would sell to anyone else. He said whether or not Philip sells a cake to someone cannot depend on what the client tells him when he is making the cake. Both Scardina, the woman, and Phillips spoke outside the court of larger issues involved. Scardina said the case was about the dignity of LGBTQ Americans and Coloradians, Coloradans of the rule of law. Phillips says he was just fighting for the rights of all Americans to live according to their conscience without fear of punishment by government. So in 2018, the Supreme Court ruled that the Civil Rights Commission in Colorado had acted with anti-religious bias in enforcing the anti-discrimination lawsuit against Phillips after he refused to bake the cake. Now, the justices called the commission unfairly dismissive of Phillips' religious beliefs. The high court did not rule then on the longer, larger issue of whether or not a business can invoke religious objections to refuse service to LGBTQ people. But it will get another case when it hears a different case in coming months challenging Colorado's anti-discrimination law. Okay, so that was the baker uh, in Colorado. He was making a case for freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Now, my thing on this is if I'm a prospective customer and I happen to be uh, gay or trans or whatever the LGBTQ plus IA people, whatever, the marginalized groups, whatever, if I'm going to a prospective business and I, I want them to make me something that goes against, that I know goes against their faith or founding, I, either by uh, something on their website that proclaims it or that they themselves have said, hey, I don't believe in that. I'm sorry, I can't make that. I believe that is within their right. Now, the Supreme Court has kind of sidestepped that ruling, um, but... It goes back to forcing somebody to do something against their beliefs, and that's part of the First Amendment's point. And now Colorado has a problem with this 
because they're using the anti-discrimination. Look, there are discrimination laws. You can't discriminate against people based on their sex, race, origin, whatever. But in terms of selling something, uh, selling a service, um, you can't discriminate against people. But, however, that in turn violates that business's establishment to, to sell things based on their religious background. Uh, but anyway, the other argument is why would you want to force somebody to make you something that they don't want to make, A, and B, go against their own conscience? It, it doesn't make any sense. So I, that one's still ongoing. He's still fighting the other ruling. There's a second case that's currently ongoing, and it's again out of Colorado. And this one is um, the case of a web designer who doesn't want to work on same-sex weddings. Okay, so this is somebody that does designs of weddings. Uh, the Supreme Court is currently hearing it. They've heard more than two hours of arguments on Monday in a constitutional test of state public accommodations laws that protect same-sex couples from discrimination. So again, this is another state law in Colorado that protects or tries to protect same-sex couples from discrimination. Four years ago, when they sidestepped the Baker um, for him for his ruling in his case the the question comes back again according to the article this is from NPR so before you get on me about being a right wing conservative media only this is from left leaning articles that I'm pulling these sources of tonight when I'm talking about on one side is the state of Colorado which is like 29 other states according to the article requires businesses that are open to the public to offer equal access to everyone, regardless of race, religion, or sexual orientation and gender. On the other hand, uh, the other side of business owners who see themselves as artists and don't want to use their talents to express a message they disagree with. Seems fair. So, challenging the law is Laurie Smith, a custom web designer who is opposed to same-sex marriage. Quote, I want to design for weddings that are consistent with my faith. End quote, she says. She is preemptively suing Colorado because she believes that the state public accommodations mandates her uh, mandate violates her right of free speech. So she gets hammered from the liberal justices, uh, Elena Kagan, Sotomayor, and Kentanji Brown Jackson. All had looked at Smith's planned website, which includes typical information about dates, hotel accommodations, wedding registries, etc. Uh, so Kagan asked, if she's offering that kind of website to Mike and Mary, why not the identical site for Mike and Mark? Lawyer, representing Smith, said that would be unconstitutional, compelled speech. When you switch out those names, she said, you're switching out the concept and the message. Sotomayor asks a question that recurred several times. How about people who don't believe in interracial marriage? She wants to know. Well, for example, there could be a business owners who say, I'm not going to serve those people because I don't believe black people and white people should get married. Would this be permissible? Jackson asks a hypothetical. Because, of course, why would you ask a hypothetical in a Supreme Court hearing? Uh, she asked a hypothetical photography business recreating scenes with children sitting on Santa's lap in a mall. The project aims to take nostalgia photos with sapia colors that capture the feeling of 1940s and 50s. 
but they're trying to capture the feelings of a certain era. Their policy is that only white children can be photographed with Santa. Would that be permissible, she asked? See, the, the, hypocr the hypocrisy here. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with the fact that they're gay. This is about forcing somebody to go against their religious beliefs. It's no different than saying, I want only gay people to, uh, to make my cake. And if I force you to suddenly be gay to make my cake, well, that wouldn't make any sense, now would it? You can't force somebody to make something for you just because you want something made by them. There are hundreds and millions of cake bakers in this country. There are millions of people, probably, who are in the web designing business, who might be open to making you a website. The fact that this goes all the way up to the Supreme Court just to say, hey, I don't think that they should have a right to make that, is, is ludicrous. I hope that the Supreme Court finishes this with um, a broad ruling because th there is no way this should be allowed to stand. You should have a right to sit there and say, yes, I will make this for you. No, I will not. As long as you're not going into other discrimination laws, but but those discrimination laws are being used with this same-sex uh, practice and trying to cover up for same-sex couples. You have a right to patron any business. During the pandemic, I chose to go to a different shoe store because one of them told me to wear a mask. So I walked out. I walked out and went to a different place. Now, I could have said, I'm coming in here, I'm shopping here, and they would have been made... To wear a mask and I wouldn't I would have refused to wear a mask anyway but it's the fact that I chose to walk to another store that didn't care what the policy was because that's my right you don't have a right to buy a pair of shoes at said store you have other places to go that are more open to what you believe in it's no different than this case of the first amendment now aside from the first amendment we have the Second Amendment, and it's second for a reason. So in the event that the uh, First Amendment doesn't work out, uh, then we have the Second Amendment. So their obsession with guns and gun laws and gun control and their flat-out hysteria over gun deaths and mass shootings tends to lead to dumb gun laws that do nothing for criminals. They actually harm more law-abiding citizens. Uh, cities... With the strictest of gun laws, if you think New York, if you think Chicago, L.A., Portland, some of the, Baltimore, some of these very liberal cities who have the stingiest of gun laws are typically the most crime-ridden cities because when you make it impossible for people to defend themselves, there's more emboldened criminals to do the opposite. And here's the thing for you liberals listening. Laws are made to hurt law-abiding citizens. Laws do not stop criminals from committing crimes. I hate to say it, but any gun law is designed to stop people from owning guns. It, it, it's just flat out. Until we call it what it is from the liberals and Democrats and progressives, these Marxist people that have no business being here in this country, 
their Marxist, socialist, communist ideas. They're trying to ruin this country. If you look at Australia, which they used to be the beacon uh, down under for American values. They have a constitution like we do. They were kind of the other America in the West, right? Well, what happens when you disarm an entire population? Crickets, right? When you disarm an entire population, you could control them much easier and you can tell them what to do. Now, during COVID, we saw a hyper-speed reaction to what happens when people are told what to do. They didn't know how fast it would happen, right? COVID was an example and their tool to enforce more control over the Western societies and the global communities. This whole idea of globalism versus individualism, it's Marxism. It's Marxist ideas. They want to control the population. They want to control what you do, what you say with the First Amendment. They want to eliminate that. If they had their way, they would. Uh, but there's no way they can stop that because we have a thing called Convention of States. You have to, uh, in order to pass an amendment, you have to get majority of the states to agree to it. So, easiest way to control a population, you shut down free speech. Twitter was censoring people. The left continued to censor voices on Facebook. They shut you down. They stopped advertising. They boycotted things that you were a part of. They shouted until you walked out of a, a speech. They do not like opposition voices. That's why I have a microphone now. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. I want to be a voice for those who either don't have one or don't want to speak out for fear of taking a hit. I am that one that I decided to do this. I am willing to risk taking on the offensive left and all their shenanigans they cause. I'm glad to do it. Now, if you look at some of the examples of, of which the Second Amendment is under attack, look no further than the, um, the stupid comments that Joe Biden makes, okay? He has said his entire career, assault weapons, assault weapons, assault weapons. And there, it, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. It is a made-up term by the left to do a broad overreach of gun grabbing, okay? So don't ever let anybody tell you it's an assault weapon. Well, it's an assault rifle. no. It's a name of a company that makes the rifle. It does not stand for assault rifle. There's no such thing. So, in this recent clip, I don't know when this was actually said, but this was from CNN. This was from Joe Biden. And he wants to tell you that there's no way you should have a semi-automatic. So, here's Joe Biden. Idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero, none. Not a single solitary rationale for. The idea. 
So you hear that? There is just a very sick, sick thing that we have semi-automatic weapons in this country. Someone needs to tell uh, Dementia Joe that semi-automatic weapons in this country are probably the most, well, they are. They are the most commonly used and uh, purchased and obtained weapon in this country. Semi-automatic, that means one trigger pull, one shot. There's no such thing as a fully automatic weapon, whatever they try to think of when they see an AR-15 or a 9mm. These are all semi-automatic weapons. They've been wanting to ban these, and they will say all these fancy words like, oh, we're just going to get them registered if we just get a list. I hate to tell you, but there's no way that's legal too. There's There's no constitutionality to forcing somebody to be on a list for gun registry. That's not allowed, so I hate to say that. Also, with their gun grabbing and assault weapon termed ways of dealing with it, a story that I found recently, this should shock you. I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. Uh, I just came to me as I was talking about this. But UPS and FedEx are now working with the Biden administration in terms of coming up with said list under the table to get all the names of gun owners to Biden so that they can have said list without having a list because that would be illegal. So now you have major corporations doing the, the president's bidding and trying to track who all has guns. Um, so I hate to break it to him, but the Second Amendment was not for hunting because when Joe Biden tells you you don't need an AR-15 to hunt, well, it was not. And let me tell you what the Second Amendment says because it's very important. And if you know it, you know it. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You notice how it doesn't say may, it doesn't say maybe, doesn't say doesn't say might. It says shall not be infringed. That means it was not a government granted right. These idiots make you think that they can take everything from you because they gave it to you. These people do not care about solving gun problems in this country. They want to control you. It's a depopulation concept. It's a population control. They don't care about the gun deaths. They don't care about the mass shootings. They don't care about the victims. It is another way in which the left can say, I'm coming after your guns. And you can tell them, come and take it, because you're not getting it. The Second Amendment is there to protect us against a government like that is one that is happening and has become tyrannical. A well-regulated militia being necessary because of tyranny. This is why the founders came up with a brilliant idea that you cannot stop gun owners from owning guns. Because the government gets out of hand, we have a way of dealing with it. When Joe Biden sits there and says that, oh, the idea that people just have semiotic weapons in this country is sick. Well, you know what, Joe? You're sick. Okay? I got you. You're sick. You need to go home. Take a nap. He also has said, 
when the Second Amendment was founded and written, the, uh, they, you couldn't own a cannon. Hate to tell him also he doesn't know jack about the Second Amendment, because when it was written, in fact, they understood that people had cannons, and you can still buy a cannon today. You can own one. They're readily available. You can find one. It's not illegal to own one. So I hate to tell you, Joe, you're wrong again. Just golly, just the the stupidity. It's just insane. But again, it comes back to a Marxist idea of control. How do you control and break down a society as free as America? You shut down free speech. You allow them only what you want them to hear, like they do in China, like they do in Russia. Then you find a way to take their guns away. There's 330 million people in this country. There are roughly 70 to 80 million gun owners. And there are probably double that, if not triple that, amount of guns in this country. Good luck taking the guns away. Now with that, on a local level, we know the national stories of uh, the ma- every time a mass shooting happens, there's always a gun grab, right? So here locally in Illinois, there is a proposal, and it's, of course, drafted by a Democrat. Imagine that, of the Chicago area. This from NBC Chicago. So again, it's a liberal media site, so they're going to tell you, all oh, it's nice and fancy. Okay, so Illinois lawmakers seek to ban assault weapons. Hmm, there's that fancy word again, assault weapons. Why don't they just ban hammers, like Paul Pelosi's accident, or non-accident? Was he actually hit with a hammer? Why haven't they called uh, to ban hammers? Interesting. Uh, but with HB 5855, here's what it does. So it says lawmakers are trying to potentially ban the sale and ownership of assault weapons in a state with the wide-ranging, quote, Protect Illinois Communities Act, otherwise known as HB 5855. Remember that, House Bill 5855. Currently, there are seven states that have laws on the books that ban assault weapons, and you can probably take a guess of what seven they are, right? Uh, California. Hmm, doesn't sound like a land of opportunity there. Connecticut, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. Boy, that's a list of conservative states right there. Uh, Representative Bob Morgan, who has witness, who has eyewitness to the tragic shooting of the Fourth of July parade. See that this Democrat who writes the bill. It's going to use emotion to write the bill, not logic, not what's in the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> Why would you make something uh, a law if it doesn't follow the Constitution? Who does that? Well, Democrats do. They ignore the Constitution. They shred the Constitution. That's all they do. They don't care. Uh, so using his emotion, because it was such a terrible tragedy. It was a tragedy. Okay, Nobody wants to see people massacred the 4th of July parade. Uh, that shooting left seven people dead, 
and at least 40 others injured. See, they always come back to mass shootings equal take guns away. The problem is majority of the people in those areas where mass shootings are happening are areas in which guns aren't allowed or people don't have them. Hmm. Because that's like walking to a bank and says no guns allowed. Guess what rob? <laughs> guess what bank robbers normally do? They go in there with a gun. Despite them having a sign saying no guns allowed. Amazing how that happens. It's like they know that there's no protection for the people who have a sign up saying no guns. Hmm. Weird. Criminals. Uh, so the bill covers a wide variety of topics, says the article. But its notable features included increase of the state's minimum age to purchase or own a weapon. Here's the thing about that. You can join the military at 18, but according to Illinois' new bill proposal, you have to be 21 to own one of those weapons that you probably use when you're fighting against the Taliban. I can guarantee you they're not using the type of weapons that we have here to fight the Taliban. I can assure you that. Uh, as well as a full ban on assault weapons. Again, assault weapons. It's not a thing. Extended magazines. Hmm. Now, other items. Well, let's see what those extended magazines are. So here's a breakdown. And this goes up to a vote in the lame duck session in January, which they probably have the votes because it's a supermajority in the state. Uh, so bans assault weapons and extended magazines. The legislation would make it illegal to manufacture, deliver, sell, or purchase any assault weapon in this country. In the, well, in the state. <laughs> They'll like it at the country level. It also makes illegal to possess such a weapon 300 days after the final passage of the bill. Full list of weapons classified as assault weapons can be found within the text of the bill. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot of really, really civilian-like pistols. So this is their definition. You've got the AA Arms AP9 pistol, the Armalite M15 11 0.5 pistol, you got the Beretta 93R, Bushmaster pistol, you got the Claridge High Tech, you got the D Max Industries pistol, you got the EKO Cobra, and you got the NCOM MK4 MP9 or MP45. That's their list. They made up a list. The Heckler and uh, Cook. Uh, they've got all kinds of lists of pistols here. So mostly pistols. Hmm. Imagine that. Uh, it's it's amazing. All these guns are pretty, pretty sure. Oh, AR-70. There you go. ARM-15. Good lord. Yeah, so they just drum up a list of guns, it looks like, here, and decided that these all should be banned. And there's a whole list they call assault weapons. And so far, I don't see mine on there. That could be a good thing. Uh, anyway, there's a full list on IllinoisGA.gov within the text itself. Uh, it also makes it, so this is twofold. There's a bill calling for assault weapons banned and certain rifles. Okay, So it also makes it legal to own, purchase, and possess 50 caliber rifles and cartridges. But the language in the bill that allows owners who currently have them to keep them. Oh, yay. They're going to allow us to keep our own guns that we bought before they made the bill. How great is that? Freedom. I can smell it. 
individuals who already own the weapons that fall under the, quote, assault weapons definition must register those guns with the Illinois State Police between 80 and 300 days. A $25 fee will also, oh sure, we're not going to just make you register them, we're going to make you pay $25 to register them so that we know where they are. Uh, residents also may not purchase or possess magazines that can hold more than 10, and the bill also bans the sale or purchase of switches, which can increase the weapon's rate of fire. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but most magazines that are commonly used in this country and in the state hold more than 10 rounds. So my 9mm handguns are now going to be illegal because they hold more than 10? That's amazing. Again, come and take it. Uh, so among those, they're going to raise the age from... 18 to 21, which again doesn't make any difference because there are exceptions, they say. Active duty members of the military or Illinois National Guard may still possess weapons, as can individuals who are employed by the federal government. Notice how they say that. Exceptions include active duty member, members of the military, National Guard, as can individuals who are employed by the federal government, and must carry weapons as part of their responsibilities. So the FBI can only carry guns, and law enforcement can only carry guns, and military members can only carry these type of guns. Hmm. It's almost as if they want the entire rest of the population to not have any guns. Ah, man, if I only could have said that earlier. Oh, that's right, I did. It's part of the population control. Take away the First Amendment. So that you can't uh, get out what you need to say. And then you go after the Second Amendment. So that you can't defend yourself when they take away the First Amendment. When they shut you up and set you down, tie you up, they take your gun, and then they kill you. That's how it works. That's how Marxism works. And these idiots in Illinois uh, are pushing more and more gun legislation to take your weapons. Individuals are under the age of 21 who wish to hunt must do so under the supervision of an adult, and an adult must carry a FOID card. Imagine that, which also should be unconstitutional. Uh, so this bill would then allow prosecutors to seek the revocation of gun ownership from those who trigger red flag laws. Funny thing about red flag laws, they don't actually work uh, unless you report the said idiot who had a red flag. Too many instances of people having red flags that were caught by the FBI and were not used, and then they go on to kill more people. So there you have it. This article is also on NBC Chicago, and it talks about the law that is being proposed. Again, this goes back to laws. Laws regarding free speech. Laws regarding the Second Amendment. They only do so to hinder... The law-abiding citizen. This is why the first two amendments were one and two. Guys, these are very important. Among everything else we've got going on right now with inflation and prices and, and jobs, this idiot and his band of idiots and the White House and the administration and the left in general want nothing more than to get rid of their opposition. 
They want to seize power forever and get rid of the First and Second Amendment so that they can become full-on communists. It is up to us, my generation, and younger, to stop that from happening. America is a great nation. We are falling by the day because we have too many people not standing up and fighting back and saying no. We have to say no. Enough is enough. It, it has to happen. I don't know what else to do. If we don't fight, we're not going to have our country. That is all for tonight. You can catch me on Facebook at The Ryan Mack Show and wherever you get your podcast. See ya. Skin and trap, I bring in Hey Junior Disciple. So don't you be offended when Granddaddy defended. This flag I'm waving says I'm staying free. Don't tread on me.